0: Hey, Teddy. Yeah. If we're all sinners, but we're saved by our faith in God's grace and not by
1: keeping the law, Mm -hmm. what's the purpose of the law? Oh, well, join us today as we talk through Romans chapter 3 and answer that question. Welcome back to our channel, Christ Be Known. I'm Teddy Stewart. I'm Ron Stewart. Here on this channel, we will be talking through God's Word on a weekly basis, unpacking the Scriptures to achieve a better understanding and explore ways to apply that understanding to our lives. If you're new to our channel, a little info about us. We're not experts in the Word of God, but we do love to read the Word of God and to seek a better understanding of the Scriptures and to get to know Christ more. We also love to see how these things apply to our lives, Um, so it's just, you know, what the Holy Spirit has said to us this week as we were doing our study. Um, If you would like to use the same study journal that we're using uh, as we do our study, it'll be linked in the description below. Well,
0: you ready to get into it? Let's do it. Let's say a quick prayer and we'll get into this. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for this time that we all have here together. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless everyone here. Father, give us the understanding that we need, the wisdom that we are seeking from you, Lord. As you say, if we seek, we will find. If we knock, you will open. And Lord, we just pray that seeds that are planted, that they would be watered and harvested. And Lord, we ask for this to do nothing but glorify you. In Jesus' name, we ask all these things. Amen. Amen. So here we are back again for another episode. Uh, Romans chapter 3. Um, we've already done Romans 1 and 2, obviously. And Romans 1 is a two-part video. Chapter 2 is just a single video. If you haven't seen any of those yet, we will link those in the description so you can go back to the beginning of Romans if you choose to. Um, but we're going to go over chapter 3 today, and which I guess you could say it was kind of an interesting chapter. Um, to me, there wasn't as much wow factor in it as there was 1 and 2. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cover through it, but to me, chapter 3 was... Paul continuing his argument.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, the Pharisees, the Pharisees and stuff are trying to come in and come behind all these churches that have been established and come back in and say, no, you know, you all doing it wrong. It's it's Jesus plus circumcision, Jesus plus keep the commandments. You know, that's Jesus is nice and all, but Jesus alone can't get you to heaven. Can't get salvation to heaven. And the gospel tells us completely different opposite of that and so chapter three is really just a lot of paul continuing talking to the romans about you know look this is the true gospel Mm -hmm. and this is what you need to be following and so um we'll dive into it and uh I think it starts off here pretty good. I'm just going to start reading unless you would like to read today. It doesn't matter to me. Oh, go for it. I'm not
1: sure where you're headed. Um,
0: I'm just going to run down through. I'm actually going to read the first eight verses. Okay. Uh, What advantage then has the Jew... Well, let me real quick. Chapter 2 ends with Paul talking about how, you know, circumcision was a telltale sign I guess that you were a Jew Mm -hmm. you know Jews were circumcised right Uh, and they thought that was one of the things that was on the list of things to complete check off for salvation and basically Paul just the ends chapter 2 telling look being a Jew is inwardly Um, the Jews are God's chosen people and essentially us as Gentiles were grafted in we're an adopted Jew if you will um, so we could be God's people. But it was, you know, talking about, you know, being, being a Jew that changes inward and Gentiles can also get, you know, they can be just the same as a Jew as well. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that, that that's where we're catching up to where we're here in the air. And he says, so what advantage then has the Jew or what is the profit of circumcision? Much in every way. Chiefly because to them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Well, certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar, as it is written, that you may be justified in your words and may overcome when you are judged, the you there being God. But if our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unjust who inflicts wrath? I speak as a man. Certainly not. For then, when how, for then how will God judge the world? For if the truth of God has increased through my lie to his glory, why am I also still judged as a sinner? And why not say, Let us do evil that good may come. As we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say, their condemnation is just. So, you know, he starts off, you know, it's still important to be a Jew. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, the Jews were the ones that were entrusted with the oracles of God, which is God's word, essentially. I mean, uh, the scriptures. Uh, which was the original scriptures, obviously.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, think he's hammering home. You know, he just he just got through in the last few verses of chapter two, saying pretty much that, you know, the the Jews and the Gentiles and 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 being saved and reconciled back to God through Christ is it it, it makes us similar. Yes. And so you know, I I could see from their perspective, they're like, well, then what's the importance or what's the benefit you know, of yeah. me being a Jew we're God's people and so he's just yeah. hammering home right here hey it's still pretty important yeah. you know that you're Jews yes yes completely and you know I,
0: I like where it says our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God we are unrighteous even, even when we feel like we're doing good you know mm-hmm. man I'm such a good person I've done all these good things our own righteousness is a filthy rag compared to God's righteousness. I mean, because God's perfect,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we are not perfect. Period in the story. Yeah,
1: not even close.
0: And you know, the the one thing this is why I'm glad, so thankful for God's grace and His mercy, because you don't get credit for the good things you do to outweigh the bad. I mean, you know, it's not like, well, you did five good things, only one bad. All right, mm-hmm. you got your righteousness is not as filthy as somebody else's. No, it don't work that way. Yeah. It, it doesn't work that way. Our righteousness is filthiness. But so our our unrighteousness demonstrates the righteousness of God. And so and it says, so what shall we say? You know, is God unjust who inflicts wrath? Well, no, he's not unjust. Mm-hmm. Just like your earthly father and mother were not unjust when they punished us for doing something wrong we were mm-hmm. some kids you get a speeding ticket the cop gives you a ticket cop that's not unjust you deserved it the courthouse makes you pay that fine and doesn't give you no breaks they're not unjust take your medicine and go that, that's
1: yeah um, I I liked in in verse 3 uh, you know where it says will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect um you know, and I had written down that it's, I, I like, because, you know, because obviously he goes on to say the answer is no, because just because somebody doesn't believe doesn't change anything about God. Well, sure. God is still God, and God is still perfect, and God still does everything God's going to do, regardless of whether people believe or not. Yes. Whether they're Jews or not, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. You know, wh- wh- whether you believe a truth or not doesn't mm-hmm. change whether the fact is true or not. Uh, it's something as simple as two plus two is four. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, you can tell me no, it's not all day long. You cannot believe that. It doesn't matter. it Doesn't change the fact that it's true. Right. And and yeah, that, that's that's what he's saying right there. Is, you know, that's what if some don't believe, well, it doesn't make it untrue.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then I like again,
1: God tells the truth. Every man's a liar.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Obviously, yes. Um, I, you know, I also I've written down so verse seven where he's talking about, um, you know, for if the truth of God is increased through my lie to His glory, why am I judged as a sinner? I mean, yeah, I told a lie, but it was for God's benefit and God's glory, and it, you know, it made, it, you know, it turned those flowers into roses. Why am I a sinner? because you still told a lie, because you still sinned. It, God doesn't care. Yes, I don't know if doesn't care. Is there, it's it's more it's more important to God that He's glorified the right way. Yes, I mean you're not. He's not going to give you kudos for telling lies and stuff even though it still turns around to glorify yeah, him right. and yeah. and um, come out that way well you know and, and that's like a
0: lot of your there's a lot of preachers out there that are not preaching a real gospel most of them are famous most of them have massive massive churches millions and millions of dollars in their pocket mm-hmm. and they get up there on Sunday and lie every Sunday uh, there might be a little truth sprinkled into what they're saying um, but a lot of them are not preaching the true gospel but people are still getting saved there are still people that listen to them and watch them that have gotten enough that they've given their life to Christ mm-hmm. so yes that's good God, you know, God Romans eight twenty eight, which we'll get to here in a few weeks God works all things for the good of those right. who love him and those called to his purpose um I mean God, God works everything for good. He can turn any bad situation into good. Um, so that doesn't mean he won't use those liars for his glory. Mm-hmm. but yes, that doesn't but those j- just because you lied and God got the glory and something happened, no you don't get an excuse
1: mm-hmm.
0: And you know in my, what I've got to hear about that is you know yes. now Paul was not a liar even though he you know it states right here, well, you know it, it, it increased through my lie. Of course, down below, as we said, so we were being called. We were being, you know, they, they were calling Paul a liar. They were saying no. They were t- The religious leaders were telling everybody else, no, you can't listen to this guy. He's not mm-hmm. telling you the truth. We know. We're the religious leaders here. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on. And we say it's this, this, and this. That guy's lying. But yet, people are listening to him and are coming to Christ.
1: Um. Well, it feeds right into chapter or to verse eight. Uh, you know, let us do evil that good may come. Uh, no, you, yeah. you don't go yeah. doing bad deeds looking for you know positive outcomes. Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't don't create a problem that you're that you're
1: going to be the solution for. Yeah, it's no, yes. It just yes. you know it doesn't doesn't quite work that yes. way.
0: Yes. Yeah, and that's but you know that's what they they were being slandered. By the religious leaders and the Pharisees, and that's... Yeah. But, you know, the thing about it is, you know, when he does say, for if the truth of God has increased through my life to his glory, why am I also still judged as a sinner? Okay. Well, we just explained the lie part why there, but... I think his main reason for asking that was, you know, if, if, if this group over here is saying I am lying, they can see the good that's going on because of my lie, so why are they still, you know, basically, he's saying, I'm fitting in with them, but yet they're condemning me for doing the same thing that they're doing, essentially. That okay. that that's what I read out of that. I mean, that's kind of I get the attitude he's coming with it. Now, obviously, this is probably more speculation than anything, but that's just that's kind of the way. I almost sarcasm.
1: I almost read that with mm-hmm. sarcasm. Well, and I, I mean, I just I, it's, I I I read some of this stuff and I read it through you know, current times eyes. Sure. And so it's just what you just talked about, you know, not only just other preachers, but other, just other people. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even have to be anything necessarily faith-based, but it's just like, you know, people go around all the time and, and tell them lies and stuff and and trying to take credit for, you know, any good thing that comes out of that. Yep. Yep. Rather than, you know, whether it's because it's the easy way or because it gives, you know, has more benefit or, you know, whatever it is, doesn't matter why, but it's more of a, kind of a justification a justified type thing Mm -hmm. they're like oh well why am I a sinner didn't you see the good things that happened after I told that lie Mm -hmm.
0: yes because you can still be a sinner Mm -hmm. and still build the kingdom or spread God's truth I mean obviously because we're all called to spread the truth and we're all sinners
1: Mm -hmm.
0: as we will talk about so um so you know one thing I have here that I put down for an application is basically we just need to keep sharing the truth of God and let him handle the naysayers mm-hmm. you know we, we don't need to be embellishing telling a lie we don't need to we don't need to try to make this gospel look better than it already is because we can't first of all um, we just need to do our job sharing the truth of God and just let God handle the
1: naysayers. Yep. you know, I mean, that's pretty much what I had written down was check the heart and make sure to do good things even when they are hard to glorify God. Sure. That's a good point.
0: That's a good point. For a lot of people, it's really easy to worship God and call on God and talk to God when things are going good. So then we continue on here. And uh, I'm going to go back and read the verse 8 again. And why not say, let us do evil that good may come, as we are slanderously reported and as some affirm that we say. Their condemnation is just. What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have previously charged both Jews and Greeks... That they are all under sin, as as it is written. There is none righteous, not one. No one who understands. There is none who seek after God, they have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb, with their tongues they have practiced deceit. The poison of asps is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Destruction and miser- misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. And here goes. Therefore, by the deeds of the law... No flesh will be justified in his sight, in God's sight. And people ask, well, then what's the law for? It's for this. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. So we are not under the law as the original Jews were to where they had to keep the law for salvation, which they couldn't do, which like we talked about, that's what the animal sacrifices and stuff came into play for jesus was our sacrifice so -hmm. we don't have to go to the altar and sacrifice animals all the time but so then what purpose does the law have well the law gives us knowledge of sin if you don't know the law you don't know if you're sin or not Mm -hmm. the law is the rule book yep absolutely um and so yeah the law is still very very important because that's how we know if we're sinning or not. You know, you talked about check your moral compass, check your heart. That's what you check it against.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You check it against the law. Yep. There's no there's no other balance for it. No. And that's your check and balance right there. You check it against the law. Yep. And I, I you know, I just love that he's, you know, reemphasizing in verse nine a couple of times, you know, it's all. Everyone is under sin. Yes everyone's a sinner. right it doesn't matter so I mean you know you heard the phrase a lot you know get off your high horse you're, you're not better than anybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as as far as God's concerned we're all sinners so at that point i mean there I say that to say you know to not look down on anybody else right, right. um as we also know I mean you know we're we're called to serve. And Jesus says, you know, um, what is it that he who serves the most.
0: This where is talking about he who is the least will be the most in heaven. I think so. It's in that same area. That was on a Sermon on the mountain I believe.
1: Um, point um, being is that. You know, he came here, the most perfect person that ever walked the planet, to serve everybody else. Yes. You can't serve everybody else if you put yourself on a pedestal looking down on everyone because you're better than everyone else. See, Putting yourself down there and not seeing yourself better than anyone else isn't a negative thing. Not at all. It doesn't make you any less either.
0: No. no, no. Really, it makes you more. It makes you more in heaven. makes you more like Christ. Uh Jesus' life on earth was an example for many things. Really, no, I take that back. It was really an example for two things that has many parts, I guess is the way to say it. One, it was an example for us how we're supposed to live. Mm -hmm. How our life, we should follow our life after, you know, model our life after his. But if you think about it, the second part is leadership. That's how you lead is by serving. You don't lead by tugging on people mm-hmm. and pulling on people. You want to lead and, and see whether it be in sports or business or Cub Scouts, I don't know, maybe not Cub Scouts, but organizations you know like mm-hmm. that. A lot of people have got it wrong. They think, well, I'm the boss, so you just do what I say. And that's all there is to it. And that's that's not how you lead people. You lead by serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples. And I think it was Peter that basically got into an argument with
1: him. Yeah, totally.
0: No, you are not washing my feet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I am not worthy to have you. I should be washing your feet. No, Peter. I'm washing
1: yours. Mm-hmm.
0: No, you're not. Yep. You know. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing degrading about it whatsoever. Yep. At all. And so, I'm just checking my notes real quick to make sure I've covered everything. <sighs> yes.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, 19 and 20, I think this is where I had come up with this. And, you know, I just have the note that. All the world will become guilty before God, mm-hmm. um, and and we all have to answer, you know, for what we've done. Yep. Um, which I think is what led me down thinking back to the verses of um, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, um, which is you know back in Isaiah Isaiah forty five twenty three is where that's where that's originated from back in the prophet, but then it's also mentioned twice and two other times in the new testament um in philippians and romans which we'll get to in a few more weeks um but i just you know how like we talked about the uh, you know last week the living word um Mm -hmm. how these you know the prophets prophesying and then all of the stuff that they mention and stuff comes back which is what verses 10 through 18 are yes are also Yes. Um, I think the majority of it comes from Psalms, but it's more of um, you know Old Testament stuff yep. showing back up in the New Testament being requoted.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's Paul quoting one of the prophets or something from the Old Testament.
1: So I mean
0: um, it, it all ties in.
1: It, it all ties in so much and it you know it goes back to like we've talked about already a couple of times, you know, it's a heart thing um yep. it, it's it's you know your 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 tongue is very important um what you say, how you say it, how you deliver it um of course we all know that what you you know what comes out of your mouth comes from your heart, so you know take care of the heart and the mouth will take care of itself for the most part that's that's the change that takes place in
0: the heart is why are you doing what you're doing
1: mm-hmm um, well, and I think you know. if you you know, with the heart change, and you have the good intentions, and you're trying to do it for, for God's glory, and you know God's benefit, and you're coming from that place from your heart. I mean, obviously, He knows that before you ever do it. Sure. And so He's there with you on the journey to help you in those situations. I agree. To yeah. give you, you know, the words or. Um, whatever it may be that you need while you're, you know, doing that, it may not feel like it to us as humans. We may feel like we stumble all over the place. Well, just watch our videos, you'll see. Absolutely, but he will come and, you know, and he'll utilize it and he'll he'll provide with what you know with what you need for that particular yep. moment. Yep. Yep. Hundred
0: percent. I agree. So that brings us down to twenty-one. <laughs> But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Yeah, I like this part. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propiti- I, knew, <laughs> I knew I was going to stump on that word propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his God's in his forbearance God has passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. That was a really, really long-winded way to say, you know, when you get away from the law, it reveals God's righteousness. Well, how? Well, because with the law, I could get myself to heaven. All I got to do is just follow the rules. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to get there. Okay? Apart from that, it's God's righteousness. That's where the mercy and the grace come from. Mm hmm. So, apart from the law, you know, His righteousness is revealed. And of course, we are all saved by His grace through our faith in the redemption that is in Christ Jesus that God set forth before.
1: And again, uh, to me, I'm I'm going to harp on this cuz I feel like he's harping on it to us. Yep. It's three times within a matter of, of two verses the word all. Oh. It's for all who believe and for all who for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Oh. All. How many, every, is, how many is all? I can't count that high. Because I'm pretty sure it's all of them. That would make sense. If we're going to say that the world has seven and a half billion people in it, I don't know. I haven't looked lately. I would say all seven and a half billion. Plus however many have lived and died prior to today. All. 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 I also, I this hit, like, I feel like 21 through. I'm going to say 21 through 26. It's probably not all of it. Um, but to me, the gospel is in there. Oh, yeah. It's, he just it, it, is, the it is wrapped right there. He just preached the gospel
0: uh-huh. in those five verses.
1: Yep. Completely. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Because he just told you mm-hmm. we are saved by his grace through our faith in the I'm not reading this word for word but through his faith through his grace our through our faith in the redemption of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. that God set forth beforehand he planned mm-hmm. this okay that's his righteousness yep i'm going to give you all a different way to get there and then boom here's the gospel coming out that we are saved by his grace through our faith okay. in the redemption that
1: is Jesus Christ. Yep. And, and God set forth before him. Speaking of the gospel, led me right into my application is give God praise and thanks daily, daily. for his grace, mercy, yes. and forgiveness. Yes. And for our redemption through Christ Jesus. Yep. He took all of our unrighteousness and put it on Christ. Yep. Shed the blood. So that we could take all of Christ's righteousness. That's right,
0: dude. That's heavy too. I mean, that's heavy. When you when you when you put it that way, I mean, that's. Hmm. I saw something today that I read this, and it just kind of stopped me in my tracks. This is this was not written in the Bible, not per se. <laughs> but I saw this thing that said, uh, "When Jesus was on the cross." You were on his mind.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I was like, just something that simple just stopped Mm -hmm. me in my tracks for a minute. Uh I was like, "Uh, yeah, you're right. Well, and you know, (laughs) I didn't get very uh, creative in my application when I read this part. I put, be a Christian. Not a worldly person and not a hypocrite.
1: Well, but I, I, I mean, it's a hundred percent accurate, though. I mean, it does, it, you know. Uh, I I just I I think all too many times, and you had mentioned this just a little bit ago. We we only. I I'm not speaking for everyone. I'm speaking from my experience, but you you know we want to. We want to give God praise and we want to give God thanks, you know, for the good things that happen in our lives, sure. for what we consider the good things that happen in our lives. Yeah. Um, bad things are going to happen in our lives, yeah. and as you said earlier, eight twenty-eight of Romans, He's going to use them for the good. Yep. We don't see it that way. No. Nope. We see the bad part of it. Yeah. And so I just I just challenge challenge you and I. I challenge all of you. When, when bad things happen, come back to this. Yes. Give God praise for His grace and His mercy and His forgiveness and for Christ. Yes. Even in that bad situation. Yes. Keep your focus on God. Yes. Keep your praise on Him. You know, I used to get
0: so mad when I was driving a truck. And I'd be... On one of those state highways that's kind of through town, so it's got stoplights mm-hmm. every quarter mile, or half mile, and I'd catch a red light. I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta go. I don't have time to stop this red light. Get back on the airstate, you know, whatever. And I don't know that I ever saw, I think there, there was one time, actually, I take that back, there was one time that I saw the evidence of this, but. And I don't remember now how I got on this. I'm sure somebody told it to me or something. But it said every time you get caught at a red light like that, or in my case, you know, traffic back up mm-hmm. or something like that, anything that was delaying me, because that was my big deal, was just being delayed. Yep. Um, anything that was delaying me, thank God for that. Because he very well may be protecting me mm-hmm. from something else. Yep. And there was finally one time, after many years, one time, I came up on an accident that had happened, that I would have been there in that area had I not got delayed and held up. And that's the only time I've ever seen the evidence, Mm -hmm. basically, of of being held back. Um, But being protected. Now, that's not, you know near a terrible scenario as you know oh my gosh you know just my world just you know whatever but still you never know what's going on we never know God's final plan
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I mean I I see it it happened to me just a couple weeks ago and it happens all the time and I usually don't think anything of it unless it happens two or three times but I'll be driving somewhere and I'll, I'll feel it, you know, that I'm, I'm usually not in a hurry. My problem is, is when I get on the road, I'm in a hurry to get where I'm going because I'm done being on the road already. I just want to get there and get off the road. And so that's my hurry. But if I catch a couple of, it'll take at least two, sometimes three, if I catch them in a row, red lights, it'll hit me and I'll be like, okay, yeah. you're right, I'm done. I'm just I'm just gonna roll the rest of the way, and yeah. I I got your point. Yeah. you want me to slow down. Yeah, got it. Then I don't. I mean, I don't. i very rarely ever, you know, see what's on the other side. But I think for me, it's just slow down. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing. I don't want to get into
0: a driving school here, but when it comes to driving, being in a hurry is a mentality has nothing to do with the, the speed you're driving. You can be running down the interstate at 80 mile an hour and not be in a hurry. Mm-hmm. But yet, somebody coming along at 60 who's in a hurry could cause a massive wreck and kill 100 oh, people. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh-huh. so being in a hurry is a mentality. It's a yeah. mindset. It, it affects the way um, you drive, not just the 100%, speed. 100%, yeah, yeah. It affects the way you drive, the decisions you make. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Um, yep. And I, I guess I thought that you talk about catching two or three stoplights in a row yeah that's god telling you to slow down even though like you said you're not running and gunning 100 mile an hour trying mm-hmm. to, you know getting where you're going you're just cruising go catch subway but mentally mentally i'm, I'm mentally I'm, you're i'm going yeah uh-huh. you know, trying to get there and yeah and yeah and that's so i i, I just for a long time i would look okay why would you hold me up here why would i get held up here what are you protecting mm-hmm. me from what's going on and i'm just i find well me. and see and i i don't even
1: look I just use it. I use it as a as a as a moment. Once it once it hits me at that light, I'll pause for the rest of the red light and just reflect. Mm-hmm. You know. So I if nothing else it gets me thinking about him. Yeah. And talking to him about it like, yeah. "Oh, hey, okay, hey, how's it going? Thanks yeah. for that." Yeah. Um yeah. but anyways. Wow. We digress. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just a little bit. Sorry about that. Sorry. Back on topic. So twenty-seven, that,
0: verse twenty-seven. So where is boasting then? Is it ex- it is excluded by what law of works? No, by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Or is he the god of the Jews only? Is he not also the God of the Gentiles? Yes, of the Gentiles also. Since there is one God who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith, do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. Mm. On the contrary, we establish the law. And I even looked up the word, the original Greek word, it is histami, and it means to uphold or sustain authority. For what? For uh, for establish. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Uh, the 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 Greek word that they translated the word where it says we establish the law. Because uh-huh. when I first saw law, it, I was established. No, you didn't. Yeah.
1: That Already law has established. been established
0: since Moses. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. And so I looked it up, and yeah, it's the the Greek word is histami, and it's to uphold or to sustain authority so the law still has its authority mm-hmm. which means yes we are supposed to follow the law but if you back up we are justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law
1: yeah i just i this circles back to what we've talked about in the previous you know um, chapter studies um, talking about, okay, well, it's not my deeds that say, you know, I don't get salvation through my deeds. Deeds pertaining to the law, I get it through my faith. Well, then what's the point of the law? Is the law no longer, no? you know, is it null and void now? It clearly says right there, no. No. It's not. And as you said earlier, the law is our knowledge of what sin is. Mm.
0: The law also shows us why we need a savior.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, immediately it shows you that yes. because you can't fill it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So, we are to uphold the law, to sustain it, to mm-hmm. follow it soil brings God glory not not you know and that that's the good thing about it is you know where is the boasting then well it can't be with me Mm-mm. I can't boast about anything I've done because every time I could tell you I say hey look what I did uh-huh all right I didn't tell that dude no lie I did that one good mm-hmm. yeah well what about this one over here you know what I mean so th- there's no boasting unless you can keep all the laws all the time
1: I, I want your thoughts on this, because this just hit me. Because okay. um, it says, at the end of 27, where it's talking about boasting, and it says, no, by what? Law of works? No, but by the law of faith. So to me, because he's going to get all the glory, if, I'm, if, I, if I boast about my faith in the Lord, and I boast about my faith in Christ Jesus... I'm not boasting about, hey, look what I just did. Because I'm not boasting about deeds. Right. I'm not boasting about the law, about right. works. Right. I'm boasting about my faith, I, you know, which is my salvation and my faith in, in God and in Christ Jesus. So you're boasting about your faith.
0: Your faith in what? Your faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, essentially mm-hmm. you're boasting... In Jesus, mm-hmm. you're boasting
1: for Jesus. Exactly.
0: You know. Well, why? Why do you got faith? Because in the Jesus? whole the whole point you of know.
1: boasting is. I say this. The whole point of boasting is who's getting the credit. Yeah. And if you're boasting about your works, that delivers and turns right back to you. You're trying to boast about yourself, yep. and promote yourself. If I'm boasting in my faith of God and in Christ Jesus. It's immediately turning the glory and the attention to them. Yes. Yes. I, again, I've read this three times before today, and that hit me as you were reading it just now.
0: Well, one thing I've noticed every video we've done, I've had my notes, and a lot of my commentary has come from just going through the book. Mm-hmm. as we're as we're doing the video um i did i did want to read something here because i was looking it up I, I wanted to see what the translation was because um, when it said by what law of works no by the law of faith i wanted to see if the both those laws mm-hmm. will come from the same greek word and they do And the definitions is, well, anything that's established, a custom, a law, command, right? Any law, a law or a rule, an observance. Then I got to this one, a precept or an injunction. To me, that's what the law of faith is. It's an injunction. It's basically like, well, the way I I see it in my brain is... It's been inserted in place of something else, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, I like that. Yeah, I I just wanted to go see what it was translated from to see if it was the same word that they'd used for the other law. And it is. But therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. Do we then make void the law through faith? Certainly not. On the contrary, we establish the law. Those two verses right there, they kind of complete the gospel. Other than if I mean, if he would have added in right there, which it's up here, but if he would have added in a few verses before, if he would have added in God's grace, our faith, you know, got from God's grace, whatever, then it would have completed it. But it just it told you how you're justified, and then it told you why the law is so important.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean that that right there completely shatters the religious leader's argument against Paul and what he's teaching and what he's doing um, that just completely
1: shatters it yep Yeah, it's good stuff again I just I like the fact that I mean it, there's a little bit of different nuances in chapter 3 but you know like we've talked about it's, it's really just and I've noticed in you know other studies and reading other books that Paul's written, he continues throughout the book to just hammer and hammer the he same same concepts over. He'll use completely different, you know, phrases and 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 I'm going to say analogies. It's not really analogies, but he uses different things, but hammers the same concept over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, which you know, just takes me back to, I mean, you know, we're supposed to pray without ceasing and you know be in the word daily I mean it's just one of those like okay you're hitting these things over and over and over to these people I mean I I need to be in here hammering myself into this thing over and over and over uh, sure enough that that's and I, I didn't even see that that's that's a really
0: good I, I don't correlation take away correlation yeah. yes um, you know he he is hammering this same message to them and it should be being hammered to us. Can't be hammered to us if we don't read it.
1: Yep. Yeah. He's not walking around. No. So
0: yeah, I mean I just saw kind of chapter 3. It's kind of like chapters 1 and 2 laid the foundation, so to speak. Chapter 3 summarized it. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Uh, which kind of has me excited for chapter 4 because that may mean
1: there's a new thought coming. It's very possible. Very possible. But we won't know
0: till next week. That's right. So if you want to know what's going on with chapter 4 you'll have to tune in next week. Be even better if you'd go ahead and read it and tune in after you've read it, taken notes, and told us what you thought about it. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. So I think that's pretty much all I've got. That's all that really. Yeah, yeah. I go back to my notes, and heck, I wasn't even looking at them, but yet that's everything I talked about. Um, All right. Let's wrap it up yeah we'll wrap this one up so that was romans chapter three the main central message this one's really easy to get a central message out of it and i'll say it again i'm going to say it again this is the central message right here we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of god being justified freely by his grace through the redemption of that is in christ jesus And it's through our faith, apart from deeds of the law, our faith in the redemption that is Christ Jesus, apart from the deeds of the law. But yet the law is not void. We are still to uphold the law, follow the law. That's your central message from chapter 3. So with that, we're going to wrap this one up. As always, you know, leave us comments. If you have questions, ask us a- questions. We'll do our best to answer them. If we can't answer them, we probably know people who can um, uh, Give us comments. Share your thoughts. What did you get out of Chapter 3? Do you agree or disagree with us? We're all adults here. We can have a conversation. So with that being said, we're going to call this one done.
1: Stay tuned next week for Chapter Four. Um, if you if you missed uh, Chapter One, both parts, or Chapter Two, um, they'll be linked in the description box below. You can go back and watch those. Um, get caught up if you need to, or if you just want some humor, go give them a watch. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, there's a little little laughter in there somewhere. Yeah. If nothing else, you can definitely laugh at us. Yeah. Um, so, so
0: yeah, you know, and as everybody says, you know, if, if you liked it, give us a thumbs up. Uh, you know if if you like what we're doing here subscribe to the channel hit the notification bell so you know when we upload a video Uh, we would like to build a really big group of believers that get together online
1: on a regular basis to study the Word of God absolutely Um, as our reminder to all of us uh, let our focus be that throughout this life uh, we live and die in a way that when we are thought of, it is Christ that is remembered. Christ be known. Amen. Let us pray before we go. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for being here with us, um, for guiding us through through your word as we study and learn and, and do our best to get to know you better and, and to go and search for you, Christ. Thank Amen. God. Um, thank you for everyone that was watching and everyone that's listening to this. Um, Father, thank you for being here with us as we're going through this and giving us the words to say and, and opening your word to us, Father, and, and letting it sink in so that we may understand what you're telling us. Amen. Father, we just pray that you would continue to watch over and bless every one of us. Um, and it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. See you guys next week. See ya i